Welcome to Sportsy. Let's talk sports. We have spoken to so many athletes and administrators, and we always understand one thing: that sports can grow with the larger event, larger ecosystem, and getting marketing and monetization to sports. Today, we have with us an experienced sports professional with over 18 years of experience in managing biggest sporting events, global brands, marketing, and monetization. Yes. all the things which are required for sports to become successful a strong business development professional skilled in customer service advertising integrated marketing business development and marketing strategy having worked across espn star nike ipl to isl to heading the group marketing and strategy for alliance sports he's a perfect guide and mentor that you can have in the if you are making trying to make your careers in sports industry in india from his passion converting to profession Uh, and spreading his experience with so many people he took it forward by when he founded sportjo sportjo is a platform that is born out of expertise in the indian sports industry that helps create a meritocratic pathway for turning your passion into profession so looking forward to shrini ceo founder of sportjo where he will be talking to us about meritocratic pathway for turning your passion into profession all in all a perfect session for anybody and everybody who is looking for their careers in sports industry and converting their passion to profession thank you for liking thank you for sharing and thank you for watching we really appreciate all the support that you are giving to sports cc but please do subscribe on our channel sports cc and help us spread the word we go with the same handle sports cc across all social media platform help us spread the word about sports cc let's talk sports Hey, hi Shrini. Great to have you on Sportsy. Let's talk sports. Pleasure. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's a for 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 the viewers. Yes. Uh, for the people who are from the sports industry and the brand industry, Shrini needs no introduction. Uh, having a glorious career from ESPN star to Nike to IPL, ISL to heading the group strategy and the group marketing for Reliance Sports, one of the biggest properties in India. and uh, 18 20 years of uh, experience hardcore sports experience and a brand experience I, i don't think we can ask for any any better mentor guide or advisor when it comes to careers in sports or how to convert your passion into profession so uh, shri today's session is going to be so amazing that for all the people all the listeners of this uh, show uh, are completely hardcore sports guys who are looking for making their careers in sports at the same time it is not only though them are trying to make a career in sports it is they are trying to convince their parents that how the sports industry is good uh, so we you took a plunge long back i took a plunge few years back to be in sports but i think this is uh, this is where a lot of people will get a lot of clarity from you and uh, before we start for congratulations on sportjo a phenomenal platform and i think it is a perfect way of combining all your 18 20 years of experience uh, and helping the industry and making a Uh, a model for indian uh, sports entrepreneurship the sports tech industry as well uh, giving a giving a vision for that so welcome and looking forward to this chat thank you likewise looking forward to the chat yes so uh, i as yes my first question to you uh, on this you had a glorious career over, over the sports corporates but it was always planned or it just happened by chance um i was uh, look i was crazy about sports when i uh, even as a kid the last thing i can remember was being um, sort of uh, you know uh, as far back as i can go i mean when i was 5 7 years old uh, i would uh, 
I mean, I was crazy about sports since then. And uh, that was like, uh, sports is like oxygen to me. I mean, you know, that's why our company is called Breathe. Uh, the name of the company is Breathe because you breathe sports. And uh, I was always wanting to do something with sports, uh, but there were obviously not many opportunities back then. Okay. Uh, sports sort of came naturally to me, whether it was playing or uh, watching or reading about it. Yeah. So I played pretty much every sport, uh, cricket, football, basketball, table tennis, squash, tennis, uh, except golf, yeah, which I hopefully will do <laughs> now. Uh, but uh, played it to a decent level, but I guess wasn't talented at any one of them, you know, or I, if I had pursued one, maybe I would have got somewhere. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, uh, so I guess, um, you know, uh, at that point, there were not too, I mean, there were not many opportunities to sort of uh, look forward to. Uh, uh, there are not even now, right? Because yeah. that's why we sort of started Sporjo. So I guess, um, um, I, I, I guess, um, you know, then I joined my first love, my second love, which was advertising, uh, and worked there for four years. I guess the brightest moments in those in, the, in those two years was winning the cricket tournament in uh, a media cricket tournament, <laughs> and when I worked on the ad for LG, which wished India all the best for the World Cup. So oh. I mean, nineteen ninety nine. So yeah. So uh, so I both the moment highlights of that time were still in sports. Then I went to I went to Muscat for a couple of years, worked there in advertising for about two and a half years mm-hmm. and one day I sort of just sort of you have these moments when you're all alone uh, you know you started writing down what do you want to do in life and the first five things I wrote was sports <laughs> so I decided I uh, sort of had enough and I came back to India without a job uh, and this I'm talking about to 2001 there were not many companies then the ESPN, I mean, there was Crick Info there was ESPN Star etc I applied and I got a job six months later with ESPN so I haven't uh, looked back since Excellent. I think uh, this is such a great journey to have and it's, uh, I think the passion dream do come true. Uh, yeah. And uh, it, it, as we say, the dreams should, should you should be chasing the dreams which you don't see in the while you're sleeping, but while your eyes are open. Uh, Absolutely. So, and I, while I was listening to your story, it was, it was so much that I also echoed the same journey that I had played multiple sports, never get got into any, any particular sport. Uh, beyond the state level kind of thing. And then I, I was all alone in the US when the whole uh, 2010-11 time frame, while I was all alone in the US and that's how the whole thing happened to me. Where do I, where do I want to be? Yeah. And first five things were sports for me. So I think it's just so nice to hear that. Uh, so you just mentioned that your sporting journey started with uh, ESPN Star. Uh, while it was a very new and almost unknown thing for for India, what were the challenges in India that uh, uh, that you faced while only game known to the people and the media was was cricket? So uh, uh, that's an interesting question. We uh, when I was so there was only cricket at that point in time. So if you look at the landscape in two thousand one, there was only television, linear television, right? right? Sorry. There was no streaming. There was no social media. There was only way to, one way to consume. Uh, sport and that was cricket. Uh, ESPN had pretty much all the properties at that point in time. It was only one. Sony came in only in 2003 and then when they took the rights of the World Cup. Um, uh, So uh, even when ESPN had pretty much all the content, it was clear that you know you needed to build other sports as well. ESPN was a broadcaster. So things were looked at pretty much from a broadcast perspective. Yeah. But there were a few things that we did. I mean, uh, we, we worked on the Premier League to see how we can sort of leverage the passion at that point in time. But again, Premier League was watched by a fraction of the audience. It still does, right? It's still, yes. the, it's still a fraction of the universe. Uh, but 
I guess, uh, so I, I worked across most departments there, broadcast, marketing, ad sales, business development. But my favorite project there was uh, working on the, I was one of the project leaders for this thing called the Premier Hockey League. Uh, okay. And it was India's first inter-city sports tournament. Right. Yeah. Uh, everything was wrong about that. If you look at the business models, <laughs> it was owned by a broadcaster. It was run by a broadcaster. It, everything was owned by the broadcaster. Uh, but working on it was was outstanding because I got a taste of uh, how what event should be, how they should be organized, uh, players' perspective, federation's perspective, fans' perspective, broadcast perspective. Uh, so also got, got a lot of uh, insights of working in sports because uh, because of the two years that we that I organized it in. First one was in Hyderabad, which was Gachi Bawali, far away. We were figuring out how to get people in. Uh, the second one was in uh, Chandigarh, where I was based for almost a month. And temperature was like about one degree or two degrees, and you would see 35,000 <laughs> people in the stadium. That's what, that was wow. like awesome. I mean, give, it, give, it, it would give you goosebumps watching it. And I had to sign the man of the match check after that. And I couldn't even hold my pen. Imagine <laughs> these guys holding hockey sticks and playing hockey there. So, so Premier Hockey League was probably my, was one of my favorite projects because it made me learn so much. Like I said, the... The project itself was not successful, but the learnings it gave all of us was uh, mm. was out of the world. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm sure that the learnings of Premier Hockey League we still remember, and uh, yeah. and there were two challenges, right? One is growing. Uh, even though hockey was uh, is a known to everybody, India got a lot of accolades in India, but still not seen the commercial success. And cricket at one side was growing with uh, so yeah. many things, I think, and building a first property at the, at the franchise or city level model. I think that is. That's a great learning, and this is that's actually a, a on-the-job learning, and uh, that that is something I think. Uh, what I, whatever I have read about your and knowing you are in in person is about just do it, and yeah. with that just do it, I think my next question I'm sure you know about working with Nike, one of the biggest brand in the world, uh, but always considered to be a premium segment still in India, uh, even though penetration is pretty high. Uh, so how does that? A brand like Nike looks at the India market, which is not a very, uh, uh, I, I'll say, they are still a cost-sensitive market and still trying to establish themselves. I remember uh, uh, hearing from Jatin uh, that uh, uh, that only uh, Shrisan was signed uh, by Nike at one time and how he was running after uh, so other, other athletes to make sure the safeguard to have, have the balance for themselves. But while... During your journey with Nike, how do you think the Nike was looking at India market and uh, growing in India? Uh, so I guess after all the learning from ESPN, I got an, I got uh, to work with, uh, with, as you rightly said, one of the best brands in the world, right? Uh, and I consider Nike my school because it's pretty much taught me everything in marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Nike had a very uh, clear set of fundamental principles. Yeah, they we used to call it the maxims, right? Mm -hmm. It's so simple. Yeah, and like, you know, life is so simple. This is how a company should operate. And I decided that the day I open a company, the intentions should be as pure as how Phil Knight started it out to be, right? And that's what we believe in with Sporjo also. I mean, as long as you create value, you create value for people, I'm sure the, the, the results will come. So, uh, so coming back to Nike, I think Nike, the, there are three key things that I sort of uh, can uh, point out. Uh, uh, first is the mission statement, of course, you know, bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world. Yes. So inspiration through their uh, athletes, through their assets, through their teams uh, is what makes Nike great. Yeah, because um, it's very, very important. 
to uh, to inspire people to uh, play sports, watch sports, or be to make sports associated with a part of their uh, daily lives. The second is innovation because I think Nike makes absolutely cutting edge uh, technology okay. products. So uh, product is what gets you business, right? And uh, so inspiration, innovation, uh, innovation is key because um, I mean I've I've had the opportunity to see the Nike Sports Research Lab, NSRL as it's mm -hmm. called. Entry is banned for everyone. You cannot enter NSRL. Even if you are an employee for like 15, 20 years, you cannot enter it because they test it. They spend millions of dollars on technology. Like for example, someone, uh, I mean, we, 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 we somehow got like one hour inside and we were like over the moon. We were walking there and I was like, what happened there? It's like, oh, Rooney was here last week. He was, he was testing his new boot. <laughs> I was like, wow, man. So the amount of uh, emphasis they put into build, making pro every product better every time is ridiculous. So, I mean, for example, when we thought, uh, the Nike Mercurial with the shoe that uh, the boot that Ronaldo wears. Correct. How much more lighter can you make it? Because every time they manage to shave off some, say, 100 grams lighter or 50 grams lighter, how is it possible? Then there won't be a shoe after a point in time. So what I'm saying is innovation is really, really crucial. And I guess the other thing, other important thing from Nike is business, right? They are uh, profitable and successful in pretty much uh, whatever they do, right? Yes. yes. Uh, some products are uh, out of reach for a common man. I can afford to buy Nike products right now. Yeah. But I may not buy it. Yes. Right. Uh, so uh, business is very, very important for Nike. I mean, as far as um, uh, uh, margins, etc. are concerned, because they're a listed company. So profitability is key for their shareholders as well. Uh, so I think these three things, you know, inspiration, innovation, and uh, business are uh, really, really crucial. And that those are the things that I sort of... Uh, imbibed and learned from Nike. I mean, Nike was, uh, Nike sort of uh, was wanting to, if you're talking about, as per your question, specifically for India, they had the best asset in the country, which is the Indian national cricket team. Uh, did they use it well? Uh, personally, I don't think so. I was part of the team which sort of um, uh, made the 2007 traffic jam ad, which is probably considered one of the best ads ever. Yeah. But India crashed out of the World Cup. Right. <laughs> yes. at, at that point in time, uh, when you sort of, I mean, there was inspiration, there was innovation. Uh, you know, we, we planned a whole lot of business around it, but that completely tanked because India exited the World Cup. So, um, so I think uh, picking up an asset, an asset in the country, uh, inspiration, innovation, and using that asset to build their business would be Nike's uh, strategy for a market like India. Wow. And uh, I think you, you, in these three words, you spoke about the journey of uh, a, a successful marketeer. Uh, that as uh, once you have the product, I think the, it's, it's a marketer's dream place once you have the product to sell. And uh, with this kind of uh, company ethics, I think it works everywhere. Even uh, it, the three, same three fundamentals, if you use in Sporjo, I think they, they fit everywhere. You have to be inspirational. You have to have the innovation. Otherwise, people will not look at it. And it's, it has to be aspirational. So it is, uh, it's so good. And with Nike, with 2007 crashing, India crashing out, and then winning the T20 World Cup, the, the big bang tamasha happened for India, uh, which is 2008, the IPL. And uh, you you were there when it, when it all happened. Uh, immediately after uh, after that, uh, after a few seasons of successful IPL, we had ISL. So uh, IMG Reliance and then Reliance actually got into uh, the whole journey. How did India and mainly IMG Reliance uh, uh, pursued Football in India. I, I will not go to cricket because otherwise we can talk for hours together uh, with the whole IPL journey. While I would like to talk of uh, understand from you on the commercial strategy of IPL, how it happened the first day. But uh, after that, I would like to understand from you about how the MG Reliance pursued football in India. Sure. So uh, 
just shall i start with ipl yeah i think that will be good yeah. so so for ipl i guess uh, after you built a property like that uh, the 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 platform itself is wonderful so i think ipl is a property tailor made for for the indian market right india is not a subscription market it's an advertiser driven market and cricket with 2400 to 2600 seconds every t20 match is an advertiser's dream right with yeah. four strategic timeouts of two and a half minutes each so Correct. that itself is uh, is uh, a lot of secondage and uh, the market thrives on selling that secondage what the, it, what the property of having uh, of having world class players play in it also helps them on the distribution side now as rights holders what was important was to ensure that the quality is paramount it's held in a world class style broadcast was world class uh, you have uh, a set of sponsors which you go and get right maintain good equations with your broadcasters there are certain uh, rights that you sell for overseas markets so uh, th- th- those were part of my profile to uh, not just marketing but also creating uh, creating um, you know uh, getting sponsors now getting sponsors everybody would say for ipl is very very easy but when you were when you had to sell sponsorships at 25 crores you cannot sell it at 24.99 you have to sell it at 25 right so there is there's little room for negotiation and there are very few brands who can afford that much 25 is just what you pay pay to ipl over and above that you need to market activate etc so i think that was a good sort of challenge where you understood what premium means and how much premium would you sort of uh, uh, how much would how much premium would a certain brand pay Uh, mm-hmm. to be on a property like ipl and uh, how do they sort of leverage it and as a, as as the, the rights holder what all value can you give them so that they meet their desired business, business stroke brand objectives mm-hmm. that's as far as the overall commercial strategy of ipl was concerned yeah right so uh, i was in ipl from 2011 to 2013 uh, that's when um, this uh, this uh, i got a call from reliance to work on the football league it was a uh, uh, That, I mean, it was a mixed decision. I mean, anyone could say slam dunk because it's football. Slam dunk because you could uh, you were uh, part of the team which is going to start something, right? Um, slam dunk because it is reliance, right? Yes. And uh, uh, you know, on the flip side, uh, a lot of people ask me, football, who is watching India? Yeah. Are you leaving IPL and joining ISL? Are you serious? Here you're used to thirty thousand people cramming the stadium, right? And You 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 going to go there with? I mean, people don't even pay for football right now. I said we'll see. So I guess um, from I mean, uh, not IMG Reliance particularly. IMG Reliance was a uh, party to the uh, yeah. JV, but it's not IMG Reliance. It's FSDL, Football Sports Development Limited, which is the JV between Reliance and Star, which uh, runs ISL. So ISL uh, um, IPL. Why you were, you had oversight of various departments, but you were focused on marketing and sponsorship. but here it was operations it was making t-shirts ensuring you know all this is done our line markings happening there has that vendor been finalized has this person so got an over got sort of an oversight of pretty much the the way the entire league had happened it wasn't new to me i mean if you managed ipl you managed champions league t20 i yeah. think uh, it, it it was but i guess the key thing there was uh, you are uh, creating a new category you are uh, pitching uh, you, you you are uh, pitching a new sport to india in a different yeah. avatar right because everybody had a very not very good uh, views on on indian football yeah Foot- indian football was carrying a baggage and uh, to do that and uh, sort of when it started in 2014 uh, everyone was like uh, let's see what happens let's see what happens you know i mean there were a lot of naysayers 
uh, in the industry in the in the fraternity as fans as advertisers but uh, i mean it took us a slightly longish time to prove them wrong but i think uh, we've got them so very clearly it was uh, the the mission was was very very clear uh, india needs to qualify for the world cup yeah uh, which world cup plan was set anything between uh, maybe 26 and 30 uh, very very clearly this this was in 2014 uh 26 and 30 uh, without being the host yeah so 2014 before we started india was 172 in the in the world out of 209 countries that play football now yeah. india is 108 yeah now in 5 years a rise like this i think it's 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 happened because of something players who, i mean they, we only knew bhaichung putia and i am vision before that right yeah. now you know names of at least 10 you, you can name at least 10 indian players broadcast is world class the surface looks green yeah it's got subsurface drainage yes. there are international players who come and play young international players not old ones it's broadcast <laughs> in high quality in five to six different languages so uh, and uh, you know there are i mean we have world class brands as sponsor this hero there is uh, i mean hero would probably be the uh, longest brand sponsoring any event if it yes. sponsors this for nine years yeah now uh, so more and more sponsors came uh football started becoming a household name if you watch a match in kerala i mean i watched a match in kerala i watched a match in uh in uh, at old trafford i watched a match at camp nou for me kerala is the best experience ever a football fan can have wow better than manchester united better than barcelona and i and i can say this because i've watched those game more than one game there so that's what uh, and, and you know, you get goosebumps saying wow man i was sort of a small played a small part in uh, what has been achieved till date so i think uh, the focus like i said the mission was to for india to qualify but the more important thing than isl isl was just one part of the equation mm. you need to build the pyramid of indian football and that's important for any sport the bottom is grassroots 6 to 12 above that are under 13 15 17 19 tournaments above that is the second division league then the premier league which is isl and then the national team so so the moment any sport seeks to jump this and go straight to the league everyone thinks league chalo successful ho jayega sport it doesn't work like that right. because you only building one part of the house the 12th floor i mean how will the foundation stand right. so the in, the mission was to build a pyramid of indian football and and it has it been built till now we're still a distance away still, but yeah. at least the foundation has been laid so the focus was build the pyramid because unless the pyramid is strong your indian team will not be strong and it will not qualify for the world cup yes i think uh... so so very well said about uh, building the foundation and uh, to build a sport in india even though we knew about it but it was never a household uh, for so many years uh, i think that is what uh, the journey is and uh, reliance got into sports with uh, with say mumbai india and today they are playing the finals uh, it's uh, and <laughs> and uh, from there to owning the isl and uh, taking it to the next level and the kind of Uh, effort, the money, and everything goes in by by Reliance, and 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 you played a big role, uh, heading the group strategy and the group marketing for them. Uh, I think it's a phenomenal uh, journey. And from there, now uh, want to hear about Sportjo, uh, which is actually enabling so many people, so many kids, aspirants of the industry to understand where they are and what are they can what all they can look at. so while we talk about sport jo firstly we would like to understand from you what is the landscape of indian sports uh, ecosystem that a aspirant can look at and how can sport jo help in the in that journey so uh, whenever i do webinars with institutes i always ask them you know how many roles are there in the how many verticals and how many roles are there in sports 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did that in the, in the symbiosis webinar also, where you Correct. were also there, right? Yes. So what I'm saying is, there is very less knowledge of the ecosystem. Correct. Which means there'll be even less knowledge of what roles there are there. And even less knowledge of what the industry is facing as challenges. Like Nike, you can understand. Uh, products are very expensive, they're premium. You know the problem. Correct. Right? But here, you, you, you don't have a clue at all. So I think uh, the first attempt of Sporjo is to drive awareness that yes, there is a career in sport. And I give my example. I spent 20 years there. Yeah. Uh, and to demystify the world of sport because everyone thinks uh, sports is only IPL. And if, if, I, if I'm working in uh, IPL, I'll have a coffee with Virat Kohli. Ain't happening. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So how, how do you take to, how do you demystify sports and uh, sort of use the uh, passion and the emotion that people have positively to convert that into profession? Mm -hmm. So I think uh, the landscape right now uh, is, 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 is um, there are lots of challenges from both the candidate as well as the employer side. Candidates feel that I watch a Champions League match at 115, I know all the statistics, I should get a job in sport. It doesn't work like that. Second, I've played for my state, I should work in sports. It doesn't work like that, right? It's, uh, or I've done sports management from outside India, you know, from a big college outside. It doesn't work like that, right? You will not, you, employers don't want that. So, Sporjo will help the candidate as well as the employer. The employers want candidates all the time, but they, they're, looking, they're looking at the wrong place. There's no job mapping. There is, uh, it takes a long time to sort of hire people, right? So Sporjo aims to solve everybody's problems and all of them using, uh, because all the 20 years of experience have sort of put into this. Right. Saying what will it take for, uh, to help a candidate step-by-step? Step? What will it take to help an employer step-by-step? So, uh, reduce lead times for the uh, employer. For a candidate, uh, check this, check this. This is what they should know. So, right now, if the level of awareness on a scale of 0 to 100 would be between, uh, would be about 5 to 6. After the Sporjo process, we believe it should be at least about 60. So, at least we make them job ready with things that they should be knowing rather than the numbers and the number of passes per player. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's a bonus. I'm not saying that's not important. That's a bonus, but that's not the only thing. Hmm. So uh, I, th I think this is this is so amazing, and it, this is something is very much required for Indian industry. That uh, yes, we uh, we found our way uh, being the early adapters or uh, being. Uh, but right now with Symbiosis, GISB, and so many colleges which are coming up uh, in the sports industry, I think this is something that parents are also confused about. Because parents never think that if somebody is taking a SIBM admission uh, or SCMHRD, uh, so nope, they are not thinking about it. They are happy. But somebody even in the as a brand name like Symbiosis is taking sports management, then they are feeling, And even the students come there uh, with the mindset, I can play, I love sports, so I can make a career in that. So that is that is where I would like to understand what what do you mean by uh, it's meritocratic pathway. Uh, the term that you use explaining Sporjo, what exactly that uh, term is? Yeah, so uh, see, uh, mm, the sports industry has evolved a lot in India. It's a, it's a billion dollar industry. It's moved from being a sector to an industry. But the hiring still needs to catch up. It's a right. long, long way back. Yeah. Now, I give this example all the time. L let's take the example of a runner. Yeah. If someone runs very fast and they say, I want to take part in the next Olympics, you'll say, okay, just hang on. You'll first test them to see how fast they run, how they run, is the technique okay, are they prone to injuries or not. Then they, they, 
there could be some parts that you could improve with training right you you would improve that the start the 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 middle or the end for a sprinter right. yeah now right. and then you send them to competition similarly if you get a candidate right you will first need to test them where do they stand what do they need to work on right and then get them the job so the sportjo process is divided into three parts i mean it's uh, the sportjo formula is passion personality and proficiency the first thing we do is we test we assess saying where where are you on your passion where are you on uh, your personality and where are you on your proficiency proficiency would mean questions on sports with a lens of that vertical for example uh, if you interested in sales you should know which brand is there on the back of delhi daredevils who's playing today right. or which brand is there on the sleeve of manchester city if you are interested in digital you should know which which football club has the maximum instagram following in uh, the world right <clears throat> so uh, on on personality we can accurately map a candidate to the role that they are likely to succeed in it's a difference between i think i'm good at that vis-a-vis a third party evaluation of you so with that report we can say passion score personality score proficiency score plus a lot of information that we take uh, and this this is the information an employer would have never ever seen they would have seen cvs but this level of granular information through which we can point out multiple things i mean we can read at least 75 data points about a candidate uh, from the oh. information we take and give that to the employer so you've taken the assessment second is a product called spore consult where we put you face to face with industry experts if you want to be if you're interested in sales you meet someone who's done sport sales for 12 to 15 years yeah and the advice that you'll get is invaluable i mean try connecting through linkedin it it ain't happening yeah so while that happens they will tell you what you need to work on personally and professionally and then show you a pathway ahead next step is called spore prep which are online modules 3 to 5 minutes uh, each module a bit like a diy stuff where you need to do work hard yourself also it's not spoon fed to you right. think you for yourself uh, develop your point of view and then because those are the those have been curated with the help of experts in the industry <clears throat> which is what they discuss in office every day the next part of spore prep is uh, an online uh, a real life project mm-hmm. it gives people a hands on experience of working on real life business challenges for example increasing ticket sales of a franchise or increasing the fan base of a franchise mm-hmm. right now all these are not uh, all these are not fictitious case studies they're real life case studies but if because if you do well they might actually hire you right so when i said meritocratic pathway it is assessment giving self awareness it is training which gives you guidance right mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and 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 eventually a job which maps you to the, the, the right people to the right job rather than uh, a job comes and 1000 people apply to it right this is the I mean, absolute meritocratic pathway that we have i okay. think this this is defined pretty 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 well the way you explain the medical pathway i think uh, uh it, it's a, it's a right now there has to be a method to madness uh, that everybody is in a sunrise industry everybody jumping want to jump into it and right. nobody knows whom to hire or where to, where to apply i think this is a amazing platform uh so shrini uh, with with the with sportjo has been launched for us 5 uh, to 6 months and it has seen growing by leaps and bounds so what do you think about the indian landscape is it changing from the full time job to doing multiple consulting job or is it a time for us to start thinking differently and tell student or the aspirant to don't look at a full time job all the time uh, and look at the consulting opportunity that you can get across multiple segments to grow your knowledge and experience 
a lot of people had uh, part time jobs because they were not full i mean there, there was no job for people full time take for example okay. ipl ipl people usually join in uh, if you're working for a franchise you join in january yeah and by may it is over in the balance 6 months you can do whatever you want to yeah some of them even join in february however uh, because the uh, the the hiring has not sort of caught up mm-hmm. there could be part time job there could be full time jobs as well i mean i would i mean i uh, i i i don't foresee too long in the future when every ipl franchise will have an esports team yes <clears throat> so which means you'll work through the year right you will yeah. not be doing jan to march so uh, or, or or jan to may so uh, the point i'm trying to make is um, right now because it's not that structured right there are a lot of part time jobs however as uh, things sort of become uh, a little more organized <clears throat> i think uh, sports will have a lot more full time roles than part time because part time seems seem to fi- form a majority because not many events last the whole year football and kabaddi at least last for 6 to 8 months mm. in terms of preparation to finalization to finish <clears throat> so you have a full time role in 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 those uh, places but uh, i think all all the others come as 18 day 31 day events and sort of go go back right. so it will be a healthy mix in my opinion but there will be a lot lot more full time roles uh, for uh, franchises may still have part time roles but people providing services to them sports tech sports uh, i mean a lot of tech uh, part will surely be full time roles oh this is good good to know because uh, yes as as you rightly said that a lot of people who are working across throughout the year isl after ipl isl pkl i think they cover the whole uh, 12 months on the consulting and uh, still don't still at the end of day they don't know where they actually actually belong and uh, india has still not understood exactly what the consulting market is so i think having even the parents have confused about should i should my kid take a full time job or should i take the part to take the consulting job i think this is this what you mentioned i think is very very clear for them to understand uh, in in the whole process uh so shrini uh, about the the whole career that you had and you work with uh, hockey league and the champions league and uh, ipl isl what is that one thing that really stands out uh, on the satisfaction level uh, for you at, and you feel that okay i have made a change and i'm i'm responsible <clears throat> for making a change in indian sporting landscape i think it will be uh, that's what i aim to do with sport show okay so you know uh, you you worked for so many years you know you can't pinpoint one <clears throat> you made a lot of difference i mean i guess when we made the nike traffic jam ad yeah i've sat for meetings it's been 13 years since we made that ad right lots of meetings you know when agencies are presenting to you they say have you seen the nike ad the nike cricket ad it'll be like that so you i just nod my head i said yes i've seen it yeah <clears throat> so we we made a di- so maybe made a difference to the way sports is communicated right when uh, you were in uh, uh, premier hockey league right premier right. hockey league all the mistakes that you sort of uh, made you learned and you implemented it somewhere right so that again was uh, uh, okay um uh, you know doing million dollar sponsorships in ipl right yeah was awesome and i guess setting up isl which was i mean i was just a small part of the massive vision that reliance had but what i'm saying is there you made a difference to players to the ecosystem of football to players to groundsmen to all the vendors who are associated with it to uh, uh people who help it market you know to sponsors 
you made a, so you made a difference to the entire ecosystem. So at every stage, I believe you know something has been added to someone. Yeah. So um, I firmly believe in value creation because otherwise, I mean, you're just doing a job. I mean, unless and until you add value to people's lives, to directly to their lives and transform their lives, I don't think you're doing a sort of good job. And and that's what I plan to do with Sporjo. At least look to transform people's lives through a simple process where it's just remained a dream or a hobby. Yeah. To transform that into so that you don't have to wake up every morning and before going to office and say, "Oh man, I have to go to office." Go with a smile and do your best. So that's what I hope to achieve with Sporjo uh, to uh, add a difference to a lot of people's lives. And I'm I'm sure that that is going to happen. Uh, it's it's one of a kind which is there and required for Indian market. And uh, uh, I wish I had Sporjo uh, 15 years back or 18 years back. I also wish. I also wish. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's so good. Uh, so uh, coming to my last question, uh, Shini, uh, you were uh, uh, dealing with so many students and aspirants. What is your advice or guidance to the sport, uh, the aspirants who want to be in sports industry? What is that they need to possess? What is that they need to look at uh, while combining their passion to profession? Uh, you've heard of four P's in marketing, but I would say four P's. Yeah, the first one is patience. You need to be very, very patient. And uh, I mean, I was without a job for six months. I'm talking about 2001, and then a lot of pressure from everyone. But I was very, very clear. I, I, I don't mean be without a job. But what I'm saying is, patience is really, really key because I guess a lot of people get very impatient and uh, get disillusioned very, very soon. So patience is the key because you need to wait for a good opportunity to come your way and not jump at anything that comes uh, first. The second was yes, everybody is passionate about sports, right? But it's not, I mean, having a little bit of passion will not take you uh, throughout into your, uh, your entire sporting career. You need to continue to enhance your passion. <clears throat> you might be knowing a lot about football, slightly lesser about cricket, but you need to know about golf as well. You need to know about yes. boxing as well. You need to know what's happening in UFC as well. Yeah, you, need to know happen, you need to know what's happening in, in, in esports as well. You, you may not be interested, but what I'm saying is if a job comes there, you won't say I won't take it because I'm interested only in working in cricket or in IPL. The third one is uh, knowing your personality. It's very, very important to be self-aware. Saying there are certain things, it's easy to say I'll, I, I'm good at everything, I'll do everything. I'll just karlunga or karlungi, you know. It doesn't work like that. Every human being is different. So you need to know how, how what are you good at or what are you better at than something that you are good at. Identification is very key and our process helps helps people do that, right? But I guess self-awareness of that is very, very crucial. <clears throat> the last thing is proficiency, which is what employers hire you for. You need to continue to build that for the rest of your life <clears throat> and not stop there. Just like passion, if you're picking up various sports, you need to uh, say, or if you say, I want to do marketing, you can't do marketing for the rest of your life. You need to continue to enhance this. Enhance it because marketing, what, what I started with in, in my career to what marketing is today, I mean, I wouldn't have survived if I hadn't learned. Yeah. So you need to continue to build your proficiency. If it's marketing, do marketing and tech. Learn about it, study about it, read about it, implement it, right? Or learn about how, how can marketing help drive sales. If you're working for a club, if you're working, for, working somewhere else, understand that. So I think uh, patience, enhancing passion, knowing your personality and building your proficiency. Those are the key things that I would tell pretty much everyone, and that's what I would tell aspirants. 
Wow. And I think this piece should be written on the wall of every sports industry aspirant, what you spoke about. Just to, the way you said that I was uh, not exactly getting something for six months. Uh, people ask me what is, I, I was doing a phenomenal thing in, in my, my career with Mindtree and IT industries in the US and all. People ask me what was the biggest thing happened to you when you followed your, followed your passion. I said my monthly paycheck became my annual paycheck. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, but but hanging hang hang in there. I think that the things will happen if you follow your uh, if you have a proper approach uh, to the whole thing. Uh, while I was uh, while I said that was my last question, but while you spoke about uh, this, I just came with with one last question again. I and I'm sure it's <laughs> going to be last question. Uh, we see a lot of girls have started taking admission for MBA now, MBA sports management specifically. We start, even Simbosh started with two girls in the first batch to all the way to 12, 13 girls in the current batch. How do you think that is, the girls or women in sports is actually uh, improving now? Or how is it growing? Uh, first, from an, from, I mean, to start with, I think it has to be recognized on pitch first. Yeah. And uh, Wimbledon was one of the first to do that with uh, having equal pay, equal price money. <clears throat> I think it's uh, while the US team still has been fighting for uh, it with Megan Rapino leading it. Brazil has, uh, the Brazilian football team has said that both will be paid equally. So, uh, on pitch, it's slowly happening. The more women sports play on pitch, the more it will grow off pitch as well. Yes. Uh, like somebody asked me, IPL has so much money, why don't they do this a full IPL for women? <clears throat> I said the same thing, the pyramid does not exist. Yeah, the pyramid exists in Australia for women's cricket. It does not exist in India. It exists to a slightly lower level in England. That's why they don't have it. But Australia has it complete. So <clears throat> the point is, the moment that pyramid is complete, there'll be uh, tournaments. There'll be quality tournaments. If there are quality tournaments, more people will will come and watch it, will come and invest in it. If more people do that, there'll be more people required to organize it. So I think having on-pitch success is the key for women's sport all over the world and in India, right? Uh, and uh, having more and more women uh, come to uh, uh, come and work in sports is absolutely absolutely awesome. We make it. Uh, I mean, consciously, we made a conscious effort at Sportjo. I mean, forty percent of our uh, staff is uh, women. Nice. Okay. So uh, it's conscious, and they are the same as 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 anyone yeah. else in terms of passion for sport, everything. So uh, and we also are planning to do something specifically. For women working in sport, we'll we'll nice. we'll we'll launch it early next year. Wow, and uh, that is so awesome to hear. And uh, yes, equal pay, equal. Uh, we everybody talks about it, but I think some you you making it, it into uh, your own. Even if you're a startup at that level, you're starting it. I think that's what the vision of the company or the culture of the company also talks about. So, Shrini, really appreciate uh, your your time, and uh, it's wonderful to hear your journey for sure. But uh, the sport, Joe, and your meritocratic pathway for converting your passion into profession was something very well laid off. I think the four P's I'm going to put myself, even though I'm in the industry myself, I'm still going to use the four P's to talk, to talk about it. And uh, I'm sure the listeners are going to enjoy the, this talk and wish you all the best with sports, Joe, and making a difference to Indian sports industry. Uh, looking forward to have, to have more and more chats with you. Thank you so much, Sid. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Stay safe. Thank you for liking, thank you for sharing, and thank you for watching. We really appreciate all the support that you are giving to Sports Essays. But please do subscribe on our channel, Sports Essays, and help us spread the word. We go with the same handle, Sports Essays, across all social media platforms. Help us spread the word about Sports E, 
let's talk sports. Mm-hmm.